say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Reach out. It could be better than a fantasy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Friends with Fantasy Benefits team preview podcast. We have uh, been honored to, you know, had the honor bestowed upon us to preview the 2021, 2020 San Francisco Giants. I'll get my bearings here. It's uh, it's snowy. I just got done shoveling. That's my excuse. Uh, I have my steady Eddie partner in most of my podcasts, and that is Andrew Dewhurst. How are you, brother? Oh, I'm not doing too bad. It sounds like we have different definitions of honored, though. I feel like this <laughs> giant team is so bad, not even Justin Mason wanted to talk about them. Is it, is it, it is definitely kind of you know, disgustingly crazy that, you know, I, I realize he's an exceptionally busy person, but you would think that he would want to do uh, the San Francisco Giants uh, team preview, but he put up on the on our little chat room that he wanted someone to uh, cover them for him. And so here we are, since we I didn't want to start doing the starting pitchers preview yet, uh, considering we weren't done with the team previews. So here we are talking about the formerly, you know, the quote-unquote empire that was the San Francisco Giants. I don't usually start a team preview or anything with uh, with an aside, but I will say this, um, and I, this is one of the reasons that I actually took this task on. I fully understand that people believe in flags flying forever and what have you. But my ideal team, instead of winning three championships and then becoming irrelevant for what seems like is going to be the next four or five years, I would much rather have my team maybe only win once or get to the World Series a few times and be relevant year after year. And uh, I know that that's something that I could not speak to Justin Mason about because uh, Justin Mason has uh, often mentions exactly the dynasty uh, sort of thing that we had three world series in five years, I believe for the San Francisco, for the San Francisco giants. Uh, I understand it's wonderful to have won, but I don't really understand how the giants, how they're presently constructed are that much more excited than the exciting than the Marlins. I would probably rather have the Marlins three years from now than uh, the giants. Uh, but we'll see as we go through. Maybe that's something we'll mention uh, and try and figure out exactly how much future upside we have in some of these players that we're going to go through today. Um, 
First of all, let's uh, let's sort of go off the beaten path of how we usually do this, and let's sort of go, uh, uh, let's go in order of players that I think are sort of most fantasy relevant. Uh, last year we got an actually pretty strong season from a couple uh, from a couple Giants, and the the first one I want to speak to is uh, Mike Yastrzemski. I put Yastrzemski in uh, one of my search engines, and I came up with 80 year old Carl Yastrzemski. Uh, which I do not think you want to draft him. But I believe it's his grandson named Mike Yastrzemski, who had a pretty nice year last year, but 29 years old, uh, power sort of output out of nowhere. Uh, do you have any interest at, on Mike Yastrzemski and you think he could actually be maybe a bargain this year? I think there is there's there's potential value there, and I, I don't uh, – I'm just going to pull up the ADP, but I don't think you're going to pay a big cost for him. Like – it looks like he's going to lead off, so you should have some run potential. Um, even, I mean, the power last year looks like a real outlier. But, uh, I mean, I mean, baseball savant says that he hits the ball hard. Uh, that his expected slugging was in the 82nd percentile, which is very high. Uh, so maybe it's for real, and we're actually, it was just, you know, some some launch angle changes. His launch angle is actually really high uh, at 18.5, so he actually needs to bring his angle back down. Uh, so I think there's some reason to be, to believe in it. Um, and uh, just getting that uh, getting that ADP in front of me here, but uh, I mean, if you're looking at a player that's going to be in your outfield around probably, I would guess after pick 200 off the top of my head without yet looking at it, I I don't mind that. It is really something, though, that we went in order of fantasy relevance, and the first person I came up with is someone who's outside of the pick, outside of pick 200 in at least a lot of drafts, I would assume. Uh, by the way, we were having a discussion. We were trying to figure out who was going to play center field, and Roto World has Yastrzemski playing center field, uh, which, by the way, I, from recalling seeing him play at the end of last season, I don't think he should be a center fielder in San Francisco. That's an especially, uh, it's, I realize they did some uh, things with the bullpens and, and, and what have you now there. And I just, uh, and I believe this is the, this is the place where they just forgot to put the bullpens in. And so they put it down the <laughs> sidelines, which just amazes me. Like you paid someone to design a ballpark and they forgot about the bullpens. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, <laughs> and, sorry, just to come back to this, uh, Yazer Tremensky, as Justin likes to call him, uh, Yastrzemski to the rest of us, has got an average ADP right now of 322.81 in uh, NFBC draft. So I like that cost. Like, if that's the cost, I will own a lot of shares of Yastrzemski because I think there's an upside there. There's enough, like, his batting average looks safe. And, you know, if you're looking at that, Adam, for like your fourth or fifth outfielder, I think that's a pretty good buy. Yeah. I, I I actually I concur with that. I don't have any problem with someone filling out their outfield or having their first bench outfield person be be Mike Yastrzemski and just see if it's for real because he really he really did keep hitting and he was hitting in sort of you know sort of an odd setting in and of itself. I mean, one thing about the Giants is is that even when they do this and they triples alley becomes you know doubles alley unless you're fast. If they redesign the ballpark the way I've heard they're going to, uh, one thing is is that you know you, you need to amplify uh, the actual 
offensive performance because it's been a really tricky place to hit. I'm going to actually be in this stadium uh, during this season. I'll be there in a, in a few months, actually. Uh, so uh, that's kind of exciting as well. Uh, they, the other outfielders, as long as we started in the outfield, are uh, Alex Dickerson is uh, slated to start in left, and Austin Slater is uh, is slated, uh, no pun intended, slated to start in right field. And uh, there's not a tremendous amount of depth that I see flying around in this outfield. I'm not sure who Chris Shaw is or if he's related to any of the other Shaws in baseball. Um, and, uh, you know, guys like Joey Rickard and Drew Robinson, I think we've kind of been there. I'm not sure who Jalen Davis is. Are you are you aware of Jalen Davis's presence? Uh, I am not. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm sort of going off the Roto World depth chart, and it would be curious because I, I believe that uh, um, I believe that Andrew is sort of going off a roster resource. And uh, every once in a while, there is uh, divergence. I notice that Roto World doesn't like to put uh, as many prospects on the uh, depth chart as um, as roster resource. So obviously, goes pretty deep into the depth charts. So I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think there's. I think we've rode this Alex Dickerson train. He could get hot for a couple of weeks, but I don't think it's anything to get excited about. Austin Slater, I actually tried to use him in some deeper leagues last year, um, and uh, that didn't develop into much. I think it would be relatively surprising if we get much out of the outfield. Let's do something we wouldn't normally do. Let's jump from the outfield to the starting pitchers. Um, I, was, I was very pleasantly surprised on the returns that I got on some really late shares of Jeff Samarja last year. Uh, as a team lays out, I would think that there would be a chance that uh, they would trade him as part of the, uh, um, as, as part of this uh, rebuild, as it takes full hold here. I think they would love to see Samarja and Cueto pitch really well. So uh, they could uh, trade them for some half interesting prospects uh, at the trade deadline. But Jeff Samarja, I own a share of him already for next year just because I think they will ride him, and I don't think he's going to be on any form of an innings limit. Uh, and uh, somebody's got to win some games for this team. He won 11 games last year. Uh, he did manage a 3.52 ERA over 181 innings, and that is not useless in uh, this fantasy landscape that we live in right now. Uh, I was surprised. I mean, it was a pretty low K per nine for him, under seven, but he was still he still held some value. Uh, you have any uh, intrigue with Samarja? And while you're down in the 300s, that's probably uh, not that far from where uh, from where he's getting drafted. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's at 315 right now. I don't I don't know if I do. I mean, the sub seven K per nine isn't going to be really helpful outside of really deep leagues um, where like those innings matter and you can deal with, you know, only getting 140 strikeouts out of a guy who pitched 180 innings. Um, he got hit really hard last year. I mean, he gave up like 40% hard contact, uh, which is troublesome, like 44% medium contact, just 15% light. Um, that's getting hit hard. And his FIP and, and XFIP both were uh, a run or more worse than, than his ERA. So those things are very concerning for me. Um, his ground ball percentage isn't particularly high, so 
making adjustments to that ballpark to make it more hitter friendly, which will likely have some adverse effects on its already 12.6% home run to fly ball rate. So I think I would rather spend that draft pick differently. Uh, try to find somebody with maybe with some more upside than hoping that Samarja is going to catch some lightning in the bottle and, and figure things out. Cause I, I mean, I think you could just as easily see him be like four and 15 as you'd see him win 11 games again next year. I can certainly see uh, that point. Um, it's one of those things where I don't know the useful, the utility last year when there was, it was obviously a bad year for pitchers last year might be in some people's heads. Uh, and you certainly should not go overboard. Uh, he's not a guy who should get drafted uh, much inside of the top 300. Um, his veteran, uh, his veteran rotation mate, Johnny Cueto, is a guy that came back in a very small form last year from injury. Uh, he also makes enough money that uh, that they would certainly love to flip him. Uh, he's he's younger than Samarja at 33 years old. Uh, he's the master of the quirky delivery. Uh, you know, he seems to be able to switch the timing up, and that seems to be part of his arsenal as far as uh, trying to keep hitters off balance. His K per nine in a small sample size was over seven last year. Um, I don't know that you have enough to go off of here. He didn't really pitch enough in 2018. Uh, you know, people like to say when a a fantasy entity shows a talent that, that, that they own it. Uh, but when you start to get into your 33 year old season and you're a guy who's, you know, had injuries sort of speckled throughout his career, it makes it hard to get real excited about Cueto. Um, would you rather have Cueto or Samarja? Uh, neither. I mean, they're going, they're drafting, they're getting drafted right out in the same spot. Cueto's going at 319, so four picks after on average. Cueto's health just, it hasn't been there. Uh, he was also never a big strikeout guy either. Even when, in his best years, he was in like the eight to nine range. So, I mean, when he came back last year, he struggled with control, walked, I mean, in an extremely small sample, obviously, like 16 innings. He had five, uh, five walks per nine. So I would just rather avoid the whole situation, to be honest. Um, I mean, if I got to throw a dart, I'm probably going to throw that dart at Samarja because I think he's got a better chance to stay healthy um, and give you the volume that you're hoping for. Uh, so, yeah, like I, it's hard for me to get excited about, uh, about Cueto at this point. Five years ago, we were excited about these pitchers, and now we're talking about them as hopeful innings eaters. My next question was going to be, would you rather draft Cueto or Samarja or put your finger down your throat until you dirged? That was going to be my, that was going to be my, that was going to be my next question. Well, I mean, you know, there are some, there are some starting pitchers here that, I mean, can you take the Kevin Gaussman um, plunge again? Would you rather have Gaussman or Smiley? Uh, we're, we're trying to go through this at a relatively quick pace since... We're not um, helping. We're not helping as many people as we were used to. <laughs> I think there's some. 
I think you can still dream a little bit on Gausman. Gausman has had he had good strikeout numbers last year in 100 innings, uh, over 10 per nine, uh, which is encouraging. His ERA, his sorry, his FIP was under four. Uh, his ex-FIP was right around four. I think if you got that from him, you'd be very happy at his free draft cost. Um, yeah, his draft cost right now is like he's going at pick 400. That's something I could see myself being willing to roll the dice on a little bit. The K per nine is really high. Like it's career levels high. Like he's never had a K per nine over 10 in the majors. It's always only ever been that high in the minors. So it's probably makes me feel like it's maybe not completely real. Uh, but if I'm rolling the dice, that I, I'm okay doing that. Drew Smiley, also a player who has not been healthy. Um, I mean, he, he had 114 innings last year. Also had respectable strikeout numbers, 9.47K per nine, which is, again, something that you could see yourself being willing to roll the dice a little bit on. Walks were a big problem, 4.3. Um, and obviously, you know, six and a quarter ERA is not going to help anybody out. So um, I think of the four, I'd rather have Kausman. Uh, um, I just don't see Smiley ever being anything again. I mean, last year was the first time he pitched in the majors since 2016. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess you could... If you told me that Smiley was going to rebound and give you like eight and a half K per nine and like a mid four ZRA, I would believe you. But I don't know if you could sell me on it being much more than that. All right. That summation means we can move on because I, I don't have an argument against it. Um, of the uh, of the other starting pitcher Driftwood uh, that we have here, I mean, maybe that's underselling Derek Rodriguez, who has outperformed his peripherals on a fairly regular basis. But of uh, like something tells me that either Derek Rodriguez, Tyler Anderson, or Tyson Ross, one of these guys is actually going to be good. <laughs> if if you had to if you had to randomly throw a dart at one of these three guys, uh, do you have a, a an opinion? Uh, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I think Tyson Ross is done. He was. I mean, he couldn't. He was in Detroit last year. He was injured. Um, Derek Rodriguez. I mean, I would probably rather, like, part of me would probably rather just use his dad instead if I could. <laughs> just knowing you're taking that zero is probably feels safer than rolling out rolling out his son. I mean, in 99 innings last year, and he's 27. His K per nine was below six and a half. His walks were at three and a quarter. Uh, and he had an ERA that was 5.64 with FIP and XFIP that say that's pretty legit. So, yeah, I don't just avoid the Giants. When Probably, we're... <laughs> realistically, even in an NL only, like <laughs> I can see saying like, all right, I, I can re- maybe roll the dice on one of the, the four starters, you know, Cueto, Samarja, particularly, I think Samarja Gosman. Um, but yeah, the rest of these guys, like, is Tyler Beatty going to be anything like he's probably right now, the starting pitcher with the most upside. Well, I mean, as we go through this, can you at least see my devil's advocate argument for the fact that like, 
if you're a fan, you watch every single year, you know, like if, if my brewers were projected to win, you know, projected to win sub 70 games, right? Like, and that was like their best moment. Like I saw yesterday, the giants are predicted to win 71 and a half games. Okay. I don't see how. I feel aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> like like I, that's the over under in Vegas is 71 and a half wins. Like uh, it's hard to fathom that things are going to go right enough with this pitching staff for that actually to be the case. I mean, you know, I think, you know, and their pitching staff is going to get beat up in Los Angeles. It's going to get beat up in Colorado. This pitching staff is going to get beat up in Arizona too. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who we're kidding. So I don't know. Um, You know, Go to go to Vegas and, and take the under yeah. um, is is what my gut tells me. Now I'm really curious. Um, I'm curious as how the difference between Roto World and Roster Resource here. Um, Roto World has an injured Reyes Maranta. I don't think he's pitching this year, by the way. Not not for quite a while anyway. As the closer and Sean Anderson as the top setup man. Um, uh, you know, obviously they, they re-signed Tony Watson. So that raised my eyebrow as to per, perhaps he was the guy who was most likely to close. Uh, do, what does roster resource say, uh, would be their most likely closer right now? Yeah. Roster resource has, uh, Tony Watson as closer with Sean Anderson and, uh, bear with me. Uh, Yandel Gustave <laughs> has the next setup guy. I, I don't know. Household name. I bet you. I bet you. If uh, if if Justin realized that I was going to get, you know, have such a disparaging tone to this team, maybe he would not have pawned it off on me. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's hard to get excited. I mean, I can't see any of the. I would be stunned if any of those guys listed ended up with uh, I, twenty to twenty five saves. I, I would, can tell you. I can tell you this as the person who did the Tigers this year uh, and last year and watched a lot of Tigers games last year, more than anyone should, which could be four for what it's worth. Um, this team is as bad or worse than than the Tigers are. I just I'm I, I think I have this tendency to giggle too much when I do podcasts. So I held back a really big roar when you said, which was like four. <laughs> I said, I see, and I shouldn't have, re- now I recanted it. So now I did giggle. So anyway, <laughs> I hope you don't think that means I, that I don't think you're funny, but I just don't like, I don't like to laugh too much on the podcast. Anyway. Um, Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because I think my laugh is kind of obnoxious. Anyway, let's go over some of the fantasy entities that we have uh, that we have in the lineup itself uh, that that are not outfielders. I think sort of the most interesting guy, and I'm sort of disgusted by this because I I used to own him and I traded him in our uh, um, in our dynasty league when he was still a Brewer uh, prospect is Mauricio Dubon. Uh, 
And a team that was in dire need of sort of some excitement, Dubon provided a little bit of excitement last year. Uh, I know uh, he might not be a household name, and I think maybe he's getting hidden by, you know, playing in San Francisco. He is already 25 years old, uh, which is a little older for a product or for a prospect in this day and age. Uh, but his BABIP doesn't look that out of line. He did hit 274. He's got some, you know, he's got a 30 stolen base uh, minor league season in his in his backdrop here only a few a few years ago. Um, you know, he only played 30 games last year, so you know, let's not exactly go overboard. I think a lot of that was that they were trying to get rid of panic and some of the people that were in front of him. So, you know. 18% strikeout rate isn't great for a hitter with his profile. Man, I, I want to get excited about these guys, but it's not as easy as I hoped. <laughs> what do you, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of curious, uh, like, do, do are people buying in somewhat to some of the decent signs that we saw last year? I mean, um, I, I hate to send you on this tangent, but I wonder where Dubon is going. Uh, he's going in at 322, so he's going actually earlier than Yastrzemski. So I, I think people are are trying to buy in on cheap steals. That would that would be my best guess. Uh, he looks like he should be a relatively safe average as well, with maybe some steal upside. I mean, you look at that in 2017, he had 38 steals. Um, in 120 games, which is the closest to a sample size that you have for him because he hasn't, uh, well, I guess 2019, he only had 10 between the Brewers and the Giants AAA systems. So um, I think that's kind of what you're hoping on. Like ATCE has him projected as 14 steals, uh, sorry, 14 home runs, 13 steals. Uh, his walk rate's not great though. Uh, I mean, he, you know, it, you can live with eight, like today you can live with 18% strikeout. Uh, with that kind of walk percentage, I know it's not as high as you'd want it to be, but uh, it's not the worst. It's just not going to be much of an asset in OBP leagues. Uh, yeah, so I think that's kind of what you're looking at is like, hey, if I can get, sorry, I'll, I'll reframe this. You're not going to want to own him in a 15-team league. In a 20-team league, he's the kind of guy that can really help you because you're not going to pay much for him, and he can deliver. Uh, he has the potential to deliver you some some actual value that will help you win. All right. Well, I'm going to actually just maybe this is just going to be a change of pace, but I believe that I might be the highest person in the industry. Uh, that's probably not true, but uh, way higher than I am on any other giant. Um, I'm kind of higher on Buster Posey than most people are. And let me explain why. First of all, I play in a lot of two catcher leagues. And second of all, I mean, I just think it's really difficult in it for your second catcher. Think about what replacement value actually is. Okay. If you end up with Buster Posey as your second catcher, he is still, and I know it's largely because of this lineup. He is still going to bat right in the middle of the lineup. He's going to bat third or fourth. You also can squint and say to yourself, I know he's older, but he was coming off a very major surgery last year so you know maybe his body just needed an you know an off season to actually get healthy 
Um, you know, I mean, I understand when home runs boomed last year and he only had seven, and that's not easy to get excited about. Traditionally, he's been a better BABIP guy than the 296 that he had, which is uh, a pretty strong statement to the kind of player that he's been because, you know, sprint speed is never a catcher's biggest asset. Uh, you know, and his 320 OBP is playable at catcher regardless. And his counting stats, even on this team, have a tendency, I would say, to be well above what you're going to get out of a, a second catcher. Um, I think some people are just mentally going to be out on him and just think, well, you know, uh, you know, he's obviously had a very major injury that changed the rules of the game. I mean, and now he had another major injury. So there's going to be people that are completely out on him, and I'm not completely out. I mean, if I was in a 15 or a 16-team league, and I was getting towards the end of the draft, and I was like, well, you know, I haven't taken a catcher yet, and he was there, maybe that's like, maybe that's ambitious that he would still be there. But if he was there because people were out on him, I, I think I would be all right with him. Does he have a, a significantly higher ADP than the rest of these uh, rest of this clown college we're covering right now? Uh, he has the highest ADP of all Giants at 277. Uh, min pick 225, max 322. Can you uh, see it? Am I, am I squinting too hard? I. What I would expect is that I think Posey's probably I, I haven't researched the injury so I'll, I'll first say that but I feel like he's always he should always be a good hitter right like I don't think his hit tool, like the hit tool doesn't usually degrade like the power does and other things and you can make the argument that maybe he never really had a lot of power I mean his career high is 24 in 150 games um, what he looks like really quickly at a stat line is Joe Maurer at the same age um just not just still catching instead of playing first base where you get, you know, there's still going to be some, some decent average there and, but there's not a whole lot else to get you excited. Like uh, I can see it in two catcher league. I, I can see taking that gamble as your second catcher and saying, uh, you know what? I, I think at, at very worst, I should get some solid average here. And that's enough in a two catcher league from your second catcher. That's more than what you're going to probably get with a lot of catchers. Uh, especially if you're going like 30 catchers deep. So um, I don't mind it in that play. I couldn't see it in a 15-team league saying, like, again, catcher two, I don't see a situation where he can be catcher one. Power's not there. Uh, catcher's a little bit better than it's been in recent years. Not a lot better, but at least there's maybe maybe 10 guys you can look at not hating yourself for picking. So, yeah, it's just hard. I, I don't. I don't really see much left with Buster Posey. Um, yeah, and that's kind of where I, where I end up sitting on it. Like, his, his expected stats are, aren't good. Um, his advanced metrics don't scream. There's something happening here, and it's just a matter of him harnessing it. It just doesn't – just overall is not not uh, pleasant. All right. Well, in this uh, in this sort of uh, semi team preview, semi mockery that we have going on, the <laughs> next per- the next person that we need to talk about, um, I'm going to compare to this girl that you know for a large stretch of your life that you see just enough of at just times, just teases you enough to think that that maybe something's going to happen, but it never really does, and uh, that would be my analogy for Brandon Belt. 
I mean, when Belt was younger, I remember him as an extremely hot prospect because at the time it was almost impossible to get stolen bases out of first base, and people thought he was going to run a ton, uh, which never actually happened, by the way. Um, and a bunch of the other things that we've thought were going to happen have never actually happened either. Uh, you know, this 234 batting average with a 339 OBP, I mean, first base is a train wreck. Uh, so, you know, as a depth piece on larger rosters, I certainly understand it. And you're going to get, but the likelihood that the two or three week stretch that you'd really want to own him, that you're actually going to be in your lineup is so unlikely that I'm not really, I, I can't do it to myself anymore. And I, I didn't, I didn't want to cover it too long, but that's how I feel about Gaussman too. Like I have battered myself with Gaussman. Like I have used, I have bludgeoned my soul with Kevin (laughs) Gaussman. Okay. So, uh, and this is such an older wound that I'm just not sure I can get through the scar tissue anymore to, uh, to jump back in on, on Brandon belt. There's gotta be like, you know, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck or somebody that, you know, people are just talking about potentially coming out of nowhere that I would rather have than Brandon belt. Do you agree? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the belt value is directly tied to, uh, one of two things. One, are you in an OBP league? And two, is that league like 20 teams deep or more? Like, otherwise, I think at best you could roster him in a 15-team league with if you had injuries. So, like, him being, what, maybe the 30 to 40th middle infielder that you could that would be considered in a league, realistically. Um, but even then, like, you probably would rather take some upside uh, versus just steady at-bats. Because, I mean, he had six, like, he was over 600 at-bats last year in what's thought of as being like an extremely bouncy ball. He still only hit 17 home runs. Uh, 234 isn't helping you. Uh, and even like his, his best counting stat, 76 runs scored, isn't really helping you. So, yeah. <sighs> 13.5% walk rate last year. That would usually... Um, Generally pretend good things, but I mean, let's be honest. He's had some pretty decent walk rates in the past and it hasn't really produced <laughs> much. I mean, I don't know. Am I missing anyone here? I mean, can, I don't, can, again, can you just, can you see what I mean by like, you know, if I had my brothers, if I had a team that, you know, didn't win a title, but was competitive every year, that was really interesting. I, I know you people, you want to have that moment when you're celebrating a title, but at the same time, do you really want a year that you're looking at your roster like this? Um, <sighs> I, the thing is, is like, I think at the end of the day, as a fan, I would rather, t- I would take the championships uh, and deal with the really bad years than have nothing than have like, a giant collection of middling years where like you're in third place, but you're never really contending. You're not quite like, you're never quite there. Um, Cause I, I think you can take the, the lows with the highs. I think just always being stuck in the middle is probably more frustrating because you never have a reason to get really excited. And, and again, like I say this as a person who has not seen his favorite team win a championship in his lifetime. And 
I'm not going to be surprised if I never do. Because, um, I mean, you look at the Tigers right now, they're they're not close. They're four or five years away from competing. Um, I'm not going to get into all of the other travesties that are my other major sports favorite teams. But, um, yeah, I think you got to take those championships when you can get them. I mean, think about those Cubs fans, right? They had a whole, like, never getting there is always I, I, like when you look back at it in history, like you're going to remember some, you're going to remember players, you're going to remember all those things, but you're going to also go, yeah, there's some bad, there's some bad years when we were trying to, when we were mediocre too, right? At the end of the day, I think those end up being bad years. So, yeah. Well, they acquired Zach Kozar, the Giants <clears throat> yeah. did, and then they dropped him. Um, so that I think was you're going to see, I think you see the Giants do a bunch of stuff like this uh, because they're willing to take on payroll. They're going to buy prospects. So they got, uh, I think the guy's name was Will Wilson uh, that they got, who sounds like he could be a decent bat first second baseman. So um, you'll see them probably roll the dice on a bunch of guys like that. Um, But I mean, right now you look at their team and it's like, you might as well have, it's a team that you look at and go, you know, 10 years ago, this was a good team. If you had this play, these players on it 10 years ago. But today, you're, there's no reason to be excited about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I've got to, I got to admit that, uh, you know, the lineup or, you know, the depth chart that I look at has a guy named Logan Webb in their, uh, in their starting rotation, who is, I guess, only 23 years old and did strike out close to a batter in inning last year in eight starts. Uh, but yeah, that's probably as good of a note to go out yeah. on as any. I mean, Brandon Crawford. I mean, if at bats are currency, I mean, I don't know. He looks like he should be a good player, uh, but then like at the end of the year, you look at his stat line and want to vomit. So uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what else to say. Uh, I have some hopes for some of these people. I feel bad for Giants fans uh, for I, I what they're going to go through. Not even oh. a little bit. They got those three championships. They like you earned those. You're gonna take the. You know they spent a lot of money to get there. They gave up a lot of prospects to get there. And I think you just, you know, if you're a fan, you kind of start. You kind of look to 2022, 2023 when you can expect to start seeing guys like Joey Bart make the majors and uh, Helio Ramos and you know, uh, or you know. It's uh, the shortstop's name, um, Mark Marco Luciano. Like, there's some there's some good prospects in the system that should eventually bring this team back to being something again. You're just gonna have to wait for it. Well, you know, to wrap this sort of a uh, subcontext that we have going on up in a bow. Um, the thing that I have as a Brewer fan, which I'm not used to saying I have anything as a Brewer fan, so I mean, even that is hard. Is that we've won some really major series in the last few years i've seen the brewers celebrate on the cardinals infield and i've seen them celebrate on the cubs infield um and so i have gotten used to enjoying watching my team overachieve uh but there's but you're rightfully putting it in that you know being third or fourth place team and not really contending is uh is you know is especially dreadful uh but i think like you know I consider us like the baby rays and nobody else does. Uh, I consider us like the baby rays kind of organization that manages to get a lot out of a little. And that's kind of a fun thing to get behind. Um, I hope the giants turn this around as fast as possible because 
you know, I of all the California teams that are out there, uh, I have a tendency to root for uh, root for the Giants the most. Um, and they've got a really great ballpark that I'm going to be visiting soon. So I hope we covered enough of the fantasy entities for you. Um, I think almost anything else would have been a, a pretty major stretch. So, uh, uh, Andrew, I, I thank you so much for uh, taking your time out of your uh, busy work day to sit and chat about uh, what is uh, what is the heaping mound that is the Giants at this very moment. And again, uh, 71 and a half wins is a projection. Take the under. Uh, I am uh, Chuck Anderson. I can be reached at just chucking it on Twitter. And uh, my friend Andrew Dewhurst can be reached at Andrew K. Dewhurst on Twitter. Uh, one more interesting thing. It's been suggested that maybe I need to start a three-sport league that's dynasty. Do you think that's crazy, Andrew? Oh, I think that is crazy. Oh. For some that. reason. I'm just crazy enough to like the idea. But I've also mentioned that I have no problem playing in that league, but I'm not sure I want to run it. <laughs> yeah, running that, trying to, like manage like basketball prospects and football <laughs> prospects like when do you when do you hold the first year player draft do you know what i mean when some of those first year players haven't already been playing uh is sort of the question that comes up in my head as well <laughs> and there's probably a viable answer to that and there's somebody smart enough out there to figure it out uh so maybe i should message smeda because he might be one of the he might be one of the smartest humans like he could probably cure cancer if he wanted to so uh anyway uh i really uh thanks again for the time andrew thanks for the listen out there we appreciate it and uh this has been an fwfb san francisco giants team preview and we are signing off
your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.